You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. everybody welcome into the very first show of the filthy fantasy football show a fantasy show that's not afraid to say fuck i am your host josh the king king josh and i am accompanied by my fantasy football best friend big rome what's going on guys how you doing all right man so it's finally here football's back it feels like it's been a lifetime since we've seen the anything the last football game we saw was the super bowl which was actually yeah. a pretty good game. It had some it good really fantasy was. stats. Yeah. I'm just happy that football's back. This is my favorite time of the year, personally. We always talk about how fantasy football is greater than all other aspects of life. Like, there's like really last nothing year, that even there's nothing that touches it. Correct. Well last year, um, our at home fantasy league that we've been in for like ten years now. Uh, we had our draft in Vegas, and I forced my girlfriend to have her birthday in Vegas because I had to go do the draft. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hey, we're going to celebrate your birthday, but you got to understand something. I got to do the draft. Sometimes so, it's more important. They just don't yeah. understand. Yeah. They, 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 if the ladies want to be involved in our lives, they know that football comes first. But... With that being said, it's basically Christmas Eve because we have actual football tomorrow, so we'll get into the Thursday night breakdown. But before we do that, Absolutely. we're gonna go. Oh yeah, we're gonna go through some news and notes from around the league. First up, <clears throat> Brandon Ayuk, rookie uh, wide receiver of the San Francisco 49ers. He did not practice on Wednesday, and Debo Samuel is still sidelined on Wednesday. So. That's getting yeah, kind of scary um, because football starts in a couple it's days. It's getting interesting. It, exactly, exactly. They've been dealing with it kind of all all offseason, though, since the foot injury with Samuel. Yeah, well, Debo, didn't he break his foot or fractured he his did. foot? He did. He, he broke his foot uh, really early on, but it wasn't enough time for him to hopefully get healthy, you know what I mean, and get back to where he needs to be. I don't see him playing this week, though. Well, actually, I see it right here. Uh, Debo Samuel broke his foot on June 18th. There you go. And it says normally this injury will sideline you three to four months. But yeah. I'm not that good at math, but it's it's cutting it very close. It definitely is. But that's kind of – it's kind of scary for the San Francisco pass catchers then. I mean – I, I think that brings up George Kittle's value a lot higher, but at the same time, you start stacking the box, put a safety on him, that could actually affect George Kittle's fantasy output next week, or I'm sorry, in a couple days. But we'll get into I, that. I, I actually, I definitely agree with you on that. I, yeah. I feel like it's going to open up more than him. Some of these young guys that nobody really likes to talk about, but a guy like Trent Taylor, I think, will mm-hmm. end up being. He'll be in. The, he'll end up being pretty dang special if these guys don't come back in time. You know, and That's I gotta be honest. And I hated him all last year. Just don't hate on Kendrick Bourne. The guy yeah. is a stud. He shows up in games that he shouldn't, but he's just he's always there. So I'm thinking he'll have he'll have a nice week. 
but uh, again, who? You know, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that Samuel gets back sooner rather than later because he's going to be the real star. Definitely. And then, that uh, on, in terms of positive injury reports, Cardinals running back Kenyon Drake was not listed on the team's injury report on Wednesday, which is some good news because I'm sure he was taken within you know probably the first 10 draft picks in most drafts. And you were holding your breath and freaking out because if he was hurt, you know, what are you going to do? Chase Edmonds right, is probably... You- You'd figure this guy shows up in a boot and scares the living hell out of everybody, mm-hmm. you know, pre-draft. But I think uh, him not being on that list is, it was obviously just precautionary that yeah. he was wearing it, a boot. Well, that's the thing. And then that probably brings Kenyon Drake to, I'll have to double check when we do our more in-depth breakdown of the week. But I think I have him in the top 10. Um and who cares news signing? Dare Agunbunwale has now signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, <laughs> so Ryquel Armstead is now on the COVID list, So, which forces Jacksonville to start Devine Azigbo or what's the other guy's name? James Robinson and Chris Thompson. So, but now what's funny is I think that signing is confusing for Chris Thompson because Dare Agunbawale is basically the same player as Chris Thompson. Yes. He's listed at 5'11", 205. I have a feeling. Let's see. Let's see. Chris Thompson is 5'8", 195. So he's just a tiny bit bigger than uh, than Chris Thompson, but not by much. But he's basically the same player. He's not really a, a traditional three-down back. He's a pass-catching back. So maybe it could be more of an insurance policy on Chris Thompson with Ryquel Armstead out. I'm not 100% sure. I don't even know what Jacksonville is doing. I, they, they're clearly tanking. It's, it's one of the most clear things in this offseason, the fact that they are absolutely in the Lawrence sweepstakes, it would seem, and even though they really seem to be hyping up Minshew way too much for that to be the actual case. The only thing uh, is... I, I, I don't think Trevor Lawrence saves that team. I think they they need way more. What they should do, because they're going to end up with the number one overall pick, they need to trade back and get a shit ton of draft picks and then let, like, a team, maybe New England or one of these other quarterback potentially needy teams, you know, try to get that number one overall pick for Lawrence. Because, God, they – it's funny because, what was it, like four years ago, they were an AFC contender every year with having one of the yep. best defenses and yep. they had they, a legit they, it was offense. Really, it was one year that they were special. One year, and, and if you kind of look back, man, that one year, they've got like they get, three guys left on that roster. They got to the AFC Championship. Didn't they get to the yep. AFC Championship and lost to New England? They sure did. Yeah. They sure did. I mean, but they're clearly just tanking it now, and they're not even like being funny about it. They're just like, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. We're letting yeah, everything is, uh, of value go. <laughs> it is absolutely right right in everybody's face, and they, they don't care much about it. So, hey, but what I honestly think that it's going to end up doing for fantasy purposes is, man, Minshew might be viable because they're going to be in, they're going to be out of a lot of games early. Oh, he's, he's, he's going to so throw I, 40, He's going to throw. He's going to throw at least 40 times a game. At least I would imagine. I would imagine because that they've got a pretty decent little receiving core for themselves. Uh, you know, I've been saying it for a while. I love Lavisca Chenault, and he's yes. just going to be your slot guy. Man, DJ Chark is silently 
you know, obviously silently because he plays for Jacksonville, and who the heck <laughs> knows what they're doing? That's true. But <laughs> when you look at him as a as a player, he's special. And when they're going to be he, down, he's going to have a lot of the Devontae Parker syndrome of last year, where they're going to be so far the down. Ball. They're yeah. just throwing the ball up, and he's going to reap the benefits. They'll lose 40 to 20, but he'll catch two touchdowns because he's thing, just the you, only option. If, if you're giving him 16 plus targets a game, you know, the blind squirrel finds a nut eventually. So, <laughs> exactly, I, I, exactly. I actually, I like, I like DJ Chark as a volume play. And then, although I was actually kind of high on Chris Thompson, especially with Ryquel Armstead out, Leonard Fournette gone, I actually was kind of high on Chris Thompson. But now since they signed Agubinwale, I'm now kind of like, well, that cuts into his value. So it just, he, he, he's fallen way down. And, you know, I'm actually still, I'm actually still really high on him for one reason and one reason only. He's, He's that third down type back where this is a team that, let's be honest, like I said, they're going to be down early and often. Mm. They're going to be in third down mode in the second quarter, from the second quarter on. They're going to be throwing the ball. So him, Agumbawale, both of those guys have way more value to me than a Raquel Armstead who's just your running, who's your normal running back type that nobody's heard of. You know, I, I'm almost tired of his name being thrown around. I don't know why yeah. they wouldn't keep Fournette. I think it's insane what they're doing. But you know, they I guess I just get kept it. If they're taking one... to get more picks, beautiful. They should have given him the the Le'Veon Bell yeah. and Pittsburgh treatment. Just run him to the ground and let him go. But exactly, exactly. That. All right, move. Yeah, hey, moving on. You know, uh, if they wanted nothing for him. Yeah. Uh, let's see, moving on. David Montgomery was limited in Wednesday's practice, which now puts Montgomery back on track for Sunday's opener against Detroit. I was actually kind of high on Tariq Cohen with uh, thinking that Montgomery was going to be out because the only other running backs they have are Ryan Nall and I think that's really about Ryan Nall and, and uh, Tariq Cohen. And I thought There's a sleeper right there. Yeah. Yeah, and, oh, and Corderell Ryan, Patterson. Ryan Nall, Ryan Nall, I've liked him since his days at Oregon State. Now, given another terrible team, Oregon State, but that guy had some juice. I, I liked watching him. He was a great player. Will he do yeah, much for him? Boy. They're probably going to sit behind Cordell Patterson. He'll he'll get play even in the backfield. The guy mm-hmm. the guy's going to he's going to return kicks. He's going to play receiver, and he's going to play running back for fantasy you know, I, purposes. Man, stash him. Yeah, correct. But I mean, that that kind of muddies the water in in uh, Chicago's backfield because I had Tariq Cohen ranked kind of high, but then when this news came down, I had to lower him. And then I actually ha- I actually didn't have Montgomery ranked because I thought he was going to be out. But now I have him in like the RB two, possibly flex area because it's just I'm not 100 percent sure where he's going to be. Um. But, right, know. he. Uh, I, I do my top twenty-five, and and he didn't make my top twenty-five this week. And again, oh. that a lot of that was injury related. But but beyond that injury, he's still going to be dealing with that groin issue for a while. That just doesn't go away. Yeah. So Unfortunately, the some... groin it sticks around for a while. That's the thing. Those soft tissue injuries are tough. It kind of reminds me of Arian Foster. Now, granted, David Montgomery is not Arian Foster, but. You know, Arian Foster's with the hamstrings and the groins and the calves just couldn't just keep his legs healthy and just 
kind of hampered his career. Exactly. It did. It, it shut it down All towards right, the end. Yeah, next, this is some good news for New York Jets fan. Denzel Mims and Brashad Perriman have both been practicing in full for their week one matchup against the Bills. I was getting kind of worried there for a little bit because I thought the New York Jets were going to have to start Chris Hogan. And, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, they have Jamison Crowder, who's, a, who's actually a pretty decent receiver. I actually kind of like him this week just because of, again, people, volume. People sleep on Crowder, man. Yeah. But just just because of sheer volume, I, I feel he's actually pretty good, especially in PPR. Because was it uh, in week one last year he had 20 catches or 18 catches, some shit like that, and yeah. ended up being yeah. a, a – uh, and Buffalo – granted, Buffalo has a great defense. But, you know, again, volume, just volume and opportunity and, and a little bit of talent goes a long way. But, you know, Denzel Mims was just drafted this year. I actually like him in terms of dynasty. Um and then Brashad Perriman, he proved himself last year in Tampa Bay uh, in the playoffs. Looked like a legitimate weapon. So, yeah, um, I, I mean, I agree with you. God, there's a lot of news going on right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got DeAndre Swift. He was limited in Wednesday's practice. I like Swift. I liked Swift a lot more before he got hurt. I thought he was going to dethrone. <laughs> incumbent carry on Johnson but and now they signed Adrian Peterson Adrian Peterson kind of reminds me of that couch that's on the side of the road that says that has the free sign on it and you're like it looks kind of nasty but it looks like it's in decent shape it was probably like a thousand dollar couch when they first bought it brand new but now it's kind of worn it's got yeah. a lot of shit stains on it and a couple yeah. tears but I need a couch badly <laughs> and that's kind of what Adrian <laughs> Peterson is but it, it just right now you know, in Detroit. Well, I just feel that Detroit's backfield to me is more of a uh, a stash play versus an actual. I need to start them every week. I mean, if if, if you invested a lot of capital in DeAndre Swift or Carry On Johnson, I feel very sorry for you because I wouldn't even know where to begin. Right. I, I look at I look at Detroit as they are almost. They have the Patriots syndrome. Syndrome. Where you've got yes. all these guys who they just, on paper, they look really good. You hear about DeAndre Swift, oh, he's a great pass catcher. Well, that's great. Now he's now he's got an injury. Something's wrong, okay? Let's pump the brakes on him. Carry on Johnson, I, I've never seen anybody more injury prone. And it's a shame because, man, what a good player. He's oh, really, he's carry really on Johnson. Could be a difference maker. Well, that, when, when carry on Johnson came into the league... I, I was so high on him, and I thought he was going into such a great opportunity going to Detroit because they needed a running back. And they and they finally got a running back that had all skill sets to play all three downs. Um, I, I think he has he has good size. He has good speed. He's listed at 5'11", 2'11". And he, he looked like a legit running back, but then now I'm just I'm sad that his career just might become derailed now because he just can't seem to play healthy. Um, yes. I know he said uh, it, that he's going to – yeah, and it's sad because I, you know, you hate to see a guy with, you know, he he was a monster in Auburn, and just to see a career that of what could have been, kind of yes. like um yes, I, I actually saw it on Twitter today, but kind of, they were doing David, I'm sorry, Victor Cruz highlights, like talk about a guy that had s- such talent but just couldn't stay healthy. Um, what a stud he was! Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, and then this 
last news for now because there's just a lot fucking going on. But the last one I got for today would be uh, Brandon Cooks is now listed as questionable for Thursday night's week one opener against the Chiefs. He didn't practice again on Tuesday, which was yesterday, and then had a limited practice today. So he's on the wrong side of the question. Well, maybe not the wrong side, but he's he's kind of heading in the right direction for Thursday night. But now with a a um, DeAndre Hopkins list, Houston Texans. Although they're saying that Will Fuller is healthy, Kenny Stills is healthy, but I just I kind of worry about the Houston offense because if Cooks is out, who is allegedly. I mean, not allegedly. He's a great receiver if he can stay healthy, but he's had some injury problems over the years. And Will Fuller, it, you know, if the wind blows hard enough, it's going to tear another knee for him. So it, it, <laughs> I, I just I kind I kind of worry about Houston this year. But um, you know, I, I look at Houston's receiving core; they are fine china. Man, they are great to look at. On paper, you you look at them and you go, "Wow, these guys." They got speed. They can they can spread the ball out, except for the fact that if you look at them too hard, they'll fall apart. <laughs> it's they'll very break. true. It's just it's such a shame because I, you know I look at a guy like Brandon Cooks, he should be the guy, and he's already dealing with another injury. Now, given I will say this, thank God it's not a concussion because he's about one away from being done. Oh yeah, if he, but, if he, but it, it's crazy because. Brandon Cooks talk about a guy whose career has getting gotten derailed. He had one, two, th- he had five. I'm sorry, four seasons of being a thousand yard receiver four years in a row. I yep. mean, he he looked he looked to be a, a potential Hall of Famer, but now he can't stay healthy either. And then, like you said, with the concussion problem, which is much much worse than than a, a, a leg problem. But it's just right. A hamstring. That's guy even, can't catch That's his game. He, if he he needs yeah. he's gonna need those hamstrings. He's a speed guy because he's not big. Mm-hmm. He's he's five ten, if five nine, five ten tops. But it's like he's five ten with run. the helmet and cleats on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know he's a short little shit, but he makes catches. He does what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. He was great when he was in New Orleans. Now, given it's a little different, New Orleans is always gonna throw the ball. He's got, you know, working with Drew Brees. Obviously, you're going to get inflated stats, and that's why he's been so good. But he also was pretty dang good when he was on the field with the Patriots. Yeah. He was pretty he damn was good when he was on the field year. with the Rams. Exactly. You know. But then last year, it kind of fell here's apart. a guy, though. He, he's a guy that, man, they've given up some draft capital for him, haven't they? All teams, when they trade for him, they're giving up first rounders. Second rounders, I mean, just obviously people in the league are clamoring for him. Mm-hmm. Why or or why would you know? That's why they're giving up such great picks. So yeah, well, you know, I I had him rated pretty high coming in this year fantasy wise. Um, mm-hmm. I was expecting him to see the lion's share because I think he's. This might be shocking to say, he's a little less injury prone. Than Will Fuller. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy to say. <laughs> Which is that's just insane. Will Fuller, I mean, he's a stud, man, when he plays those four weeks every year. <laughs> and that's all he's it, got. And it's like, man, I, if you could just stay healthy. And it's never – It's just be, crazy. Like, it's always, he, he just hurts like off ball. He never gets hit and 
concussed. You know, you look at a guy like Brandon Cooks. Remember in the Super Bowl when he just got his tits lit? Oh, yeah. And he was done. That never happens to Fuller. It's always just, oh, I, I tore my ACL again uh, cooking. You know, something, something stupid. <laughs> it's just funny because Will Fuller, he plays like he's a much bigger guy than he is. He's listed at six, uh, six foot flat 184. But I swear, like, when he's on the field, he looks like he's six foot five with the way he can jump. and the It's way the stride, he just... too. He's got a great stride. Yeah. He, he can run, man. The guy's he's fast. He's a bird. Yeah. It's just crazy that he just can't stay healthy. Just always with the, the groin injuries, core muscle surgery that he had in the offseason. You know, he's torn ACLs, I believe. And it's just... But, I mean, if, if these guys can stay healthy, god damn, it is a beautiful-looking team with Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks. I think Randall Cobb has a little bit left in the tank if you have him just play the slot. And then Kiki Cootie, another player that can't stay fucking healthy, but when he's healthy, he's actually a pretty good, you know, flyer in a, in a pinch. But Yeah, that little son I of just, a bitch killed me last year. <laughs> but it's just it's crazy how they just they can't seem to catch a break. And, you know, on paper, you know, got Deshaun Watson, David Johnson, you know, Fuller, Cooks, Cobb, Cootie. It, it looks like a good team. Should be a good team. Just getting on to health. But. And you're just hoping that Watson, you know, what did he What did he just get paid? So how much was it? Let's Off see. the top of my head, I can't think of it. Let's see here. He, he just signed a four-year, $160 million extension, which gives oh, that's him all? 100 and <laughs> yeah, He gets $111 million guaranteed. And, yeah, I mean, good for him. <laughs> it's absolutely, it's great for him. And you're I hoping think he that he can it. turn that into some serious production. Yes. I, and this year, you know, it's it's crazy, though, that they gave him that this year. I know, after I they got rid of it this year is Yeah, after you get rid of a guy like Hopkins, who's, let's be, let's be frank, he's a generational-type talent at receiver, and yeah. you let him move on. You give Watson a year to say, can you do it without him? That's what I would have done just strictly, not even fantasy-related, just football-related. I was But, a, hey, I, they see something in him. You know, we're not there every day, so he must be a leader. Obviously, he was. He was great at Clemson. That's what he did. I was, I, you know, before he got traded to Arizona, I thought DeAndre Hopkins, even though Thomas always seems to get all the accolades and love, I, I thought D-Hop, he was my favorite receiver in football. I thought he was the best wide receiver in football. He's big. He can catch. He's fast. He was my, you know, my wide receiver one without question. But now going yes. to Arizona, that changes a little bit. But that that is, I mean, obviously it's hard. You know, quarterbacks don't grow on trees. So you have to kind of lock up the guys when you can. But to give Watson right. such a massive, massive contract when he, you take away his weapons. Yeah. yeah. When you take away his favorite toy, you got to see how he reacts. Yeah. So, I mean, he was. And the... we'll see. I mean, I've got more than enough confidence in him. I think he will. They gave him good weapons. Given, let's hope they're out there for more than a couple of weeks. Yeah. But he's got weapons to play with, and especially, I... man, I'm excited for this first game. To be honest, oh, yeah. you know, I was, I was thinking about it earlier today, and just going, you know, this is going to be. It, I think it's going to be a shootout. I hope so. And, and and the reason I say that, the reason I'm really really touching on that is. You know, people say, oh, they had a, a smaller camp. They had all these, you know, issues. I'm, I'm not expecting anything big. And that's the reason I think it's going to be big. This is going to turn into almost a, a backyard football game. 
where you're just going to draw things up in the dirt and throw the ball around. And oh, I, you 100%. Know, what, to, what, what better teams to do that than Kansas City and Houston, where they've got oh, these guys who are, who are healthy and they can stretch the field. You know, I, I look at Tyree Kill and I think he's going to have a monster game. Oh, yeah. Well, with that Mahomes, being said, let's throw for uh, 700. Yeah, let, let's let's go to our uh, – let's break down our first game. Let's do our little uh, week one matchup preview for Thursday night football. We got – uh, yeah, like you said, we got the Houston Texans visiting the reigning Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. And let's start off with the signal caller position. So I got Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback one this week. And Deshaun Watson is my number five quarterback this week. You know, I, I, it, this must be why we do this. We should have a little more, uh, I should be more contrarian, but that's exactly where I have them both as well. God I've damn got, it, I've again. Mahomes, <laughs> every single time it seems, you know, it's, I guess it's what we get for being friends for so long and yes. you know, doing this. But, you know, I got Mahomes as easily the number one. Like I said, he's going to throw for a lot of yards. And oh, yeah. I got Watson at number five, just strictly because, you know, it's this all the eyes on this game. Everybody's going to be watching. You know, he's going to, he might run for a couple, he'll throw for a couple. I just think oh, yeah. he's going to be special week one. But you know, I, it's almost like it's a prove it to everybody. I'm going to do it against the champs. Well, Let's do it. Andy Reid has historically, he's almost undefeated after a bye week because he has a lot of time to prep. And since this is the first game of the year, and it's a Thursday night game, and it's fucking weird COVID-19 where the whole fucking world got shut down. So I feel yeah. that Andy Reid is going to cook up something crazy. And I think Patrick Mahomes, he could, I could easily see him throwing for 380-plus yards, maybe three or four touchdowns, and then rushing for another 50 and maybe one touchdown. I mean, he's yep. going to – if he has a 50-point fantasy game, I would not be surprised if he had one this I, week. I wouldn't bat an eye. And there's and there's not many people you could say that about, but with but Correct. with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, that combination. I think if you add like McCole Hardman, who's just a stud, another mm-hmm. speedster, Travis Kelce, it's like man, they've got these guys that can just turn Mahomes into what most people would consider a superstar, like a Madden video game numbers. Oh yeah, that's what but he's going to be able to do. Exactly, and I'm pretty high on Watson this week because, kind of like how we were talking about the the schoolyard football, I feel that since it is a national game, they've had all this time to prep for it, and Deshaun Watson just got paid, and you know they're just going to go blow for blow. Like, oh, I, I could see the final score of the game, although I, I'm kind of – I actually like Kansas City's defense. I, I think they actually have a really good defense, but I feel that the final score of the game could easily be like a 49-38 to 38 kind of game um with kansas city winning i actually picked kansas city to win this game but i I feel that deshaun i just i feel deshaun watson i could see him throwing for you know 280 to 315 having two or three touchdowns and maybe another 75 yards and possibly a score rushing so i mean i i got him as my five um Let's uh, let, let's actually talk about. We got some new faces 
you know, for the backfield. So we have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the rookie running back uh, for Kansas City, and David Johnson, who was traded for DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona. And which is kind of funny because if you try to do that trade of David Johnson and the draft pick for DeAndre Hopkins, Madden rejects that trade. But for some reason, it happened in real life. <laughs> so, yeah, kidding, huh? so, so that was a thing. But um, I actually, you know, I, I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire long-term for this season and definitely in Dynasty is a great, great player. But this week in the first game of the year, I'm not 100% sure because, you know, he had a, a very weird mini or mini camp, summer camp, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and didn't have a lot of time to prepare, especially because a lot of players, they always talk about the – the speed difference between going from college to the pros. And since he didn't get a lot of those reps in this off season, I feel like he could be tough. I actually have him ranked as my running back 14 this week, which I know a lot of people might hate that because people were taking him. I've heard him get drafted as high as the top five draft pick this year's fantasy draft. Um, I think he went seven or eight in our fantasy league, but I mean, Definitely a lot of talent there, but again, with a rookie, I'm not 100% sure uh, how much you can trust him. So yeah, it's I, I look at him and now I've got him rated number 10 going into this week. Uh, again, I'm in the same boat as you with with old uh, with old Clyde. I just kind of think he. I, I didn't quite understand how he was the first running back taken in the NFL draft. Oh, there were so many other running backs I liked more than him. I, I look at him, and I loved what he did at LSU. I don't want to take anything away from the kid. I think he's a great little player. But I, I like Jonathan Taylor more than he did, or more yep. than I liked Clyde. You know, I, I wouldn't say I like DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. I, I wasn't really a DeAndre Swift guy coming out of college. I thought he was just sort of another Georgia... I'm not going to say blown out of, you know, blown overhyped running back because they produce some guys. Mm. I mean, they produce some yeah. real oh, studs. Yeah. But well, I watched enough of his tape to think, you know, gosh, he just lacks something. He ran a little stiff to me. I, he just didn't have the explosiveness that I was looking for that you got from the other Georgia backs. Correct. I, I just, I looked, I would much rather have a guy like Gurley fantasy-wise. I'd much rather have a guy just more explosive and, and I think that but going back to Clyde I think in this offense and in the lack of depth at the position he's another guy that almost by default and that's why I have him rated inside my top 10 for the week by mm-hmm. default in a game that you can be a, a three down back he's going to get play he's going to get touches Mm-hmm. And anytime you can get touches, the be- you know it's always going to be better for you. True. The more you're I mean, on the field, the better for you. That, well, they always say that uh, talent and opportunity makes a good fantasy football player, and he's going to have all the opportunity in the world. I just feel, though, with week one, and this is going to be his first game in the NFL with having the weird offseason, I think that uh, Daryl Williams, who's the direct backup in Kansas City now, I actually wouldn't play Daryl Williams. I wouldn't even trust him as a flex. But... I feel that he, you might see a little bit of him because let's say, you know, uh, uh, if, if Clyde fails on a pass protection on a passing play and gets Patrick Mahomes sacked or even hit pretty hard, 
there's a chance that he gets taken out for a couple series. You know, it, it, it's just, and I feel that Daryl Williams, he's actually proven himself to be a decent uh, uh, pass blocking running back. He's actually a decent pass catcher. He knows the offense. So I feel that that's why I'm actually, you know, I, I didn't want to bury Clyde Edwards, but I felt that, you know, maybe just ease up on the brakes. And then uh, moving over to the Houston side, I actually had David Johnson at 15, um, which is I, – I, I was kind of between the two guys, and I was like, huh, you know, should I go David above him? No, because I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is actually a better uh, talent than David Johnson, especially because David Johnson over the last couple of years has kind of fizzled down from being the number one fantasy running back that he was a couple of years ago. But I feel that, again, with just opportunity, he's the guy. You know, I mean, Duke Johnson – might take some play from him, but it's David Johnson's backfield. Um, I mean, he had a pretty shitty season last year in Arizona, but that's because Kenyon Drake came in and stuff like that. But two years ago, he rushed for 940 for Arizona. Uh, He had the bad injury in 2017 where he got hurt in the first game of the season. But, I mean, he had 1,200 yards back in 2016. But that is a lot of football games between 2016 and now. But I just feel that with him being the unquestioned uh, running back in Houston, and then he's actually a very talented pass catcher. So let's say Kansas City gets off to an early start, and then with Brandon Cooks being kind of hurt, I feel that David Johnson could have some good value in terms of PPR scoring. Um, you know, I could easily see him catching six to eight passes, you know, and, and, and that right there gives him a decent fantasy day just on getting a couple catches. Yeah, and and I you know I'm very I'm pretty close to you on the rankings here. I have him at 13. Okay. You know I, I think back to when that trade when that trade got made. I I don't know why I don't know what it is. Maybe it's body type. Maybe I'm not sure. I I saw Arian Foster when when David Johnson first got traded to Houston. I went man you know. I feel like there's a lot of fantasy value here that might be under the radar because of how terrible mm-hmm. the last season or the last two seasons really were for him in Arizona. And I, I feel yeah. like he got a real bad rap because he really is. I mean, I think he's a talented player. Has he lost a step? Maybe. He's really not that old. I mean, he's, he's only not 28. That old. The, yeah, he's yeah, only, the, the he's injuries only that he's had. The injuries that he's that he sustained, you know, he hurt his wrist, which is kind of like, okay, well, that's nothing with your legs. You're still going to be a stud. I think he's I think he's going to prove a lot of people, a lot of doubters, wrong tomorrow night. I, I, I really think that, and I, you know, I got to touch on it. I, I look at both of these defenses, Kansas City and Houston, as as they're just fringe shitty to me. I, I that. Say what you will about him. I know there's there's star talent on each side of the ball. You know, J.J. Watt's a guy a couple of years ago. I don't know if he's still going to be that same dude. You uh, look at Kansas City's defense, that. who I like better. Yeah. But, you know, I look at I look at them, and I just see points being scored on both these defenses. I don't see oh, them gonna stopping rain, it's gonna rain points. anybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when I look at a guy like David Johnson, I think if they can get out in front somehow, and do you know how hard that is to do to get out in front of a team like Kansas City, 
who can score on a dime. But if they do, I think he's that's where he's really going to kind of get into a groove, and they're going to start feeding him the rock the way that I, I would imagine you feed somebody a rock that you paid a second-round pick for. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's I'm, what I think you, you, know what? you kind of look at. They had they had to give up DeAndre Hopkins for him, so they're probably going to like just shove the ball down his throat and be like, hey, get out there and don't make me yep. look stupid. Exactly. Exactly. Um, by, by default, he's going to be the guy that gets 25 to 30 touches every game. Oh, yeah. All right, next up, we'll talk about the receivers. I got Tyreek Hill. I think he's going to have an absolute monster of a game. I actually have him as my number two wide receiver this week. Um, I just, again, opportunity and talent. I just, he's he's the fastest guy on the football field whenever he's on the field. And, you know, with Patrick Mahomes getting half a billion dollars, you know they're just going to want to showcase his talents. So I could just see him all night just throwing bombs Tyreek Hill's direction. Sure, he's not going to connect on all of them, but, I mean, is there a chance that he's going to have 150 yards and two touchdowns? 100%. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, I have rated third overall this week. I mean, he only got beat out by uh, Julio Jones and Thomas. Yeah. Only that's just matchup related. But Tyreek Hill, I have him as, as kind of my, my sleeper number one wide receiver. Yeah, and not to call that a sleeper, but my in my rankings that I created, I just like what he possesses. He possesses the ability, you know. Let me just lay out a stat line. It's like, oh, three hundred yards receiving, four touchdowns, and like a return touchdown. Anybody else, if you said that, you'd be like, that's dumb. If you say, well, Tyreek Hill did that, they kind of look at you and be like, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see him doing <laughs> yeah. that. That's Tyreek Hill in a nutshell. Is a guy that can dominate a game, speed alone, mm-hmm. speed alone. Oh yeah, and that and that's why he's got he's going to be rated probably pretty high because how do you? It doesn't matter the matchup. It doesn't matter the matchup. You can't oh. take him. You can't take Tyreek Hill and say I'm going to lock you down with this one cornerback. I doubt any defense is going to be doing that this year. Well, all that it takes is zero one. Sense. All it takes is one sixty-yard touchdown pass, which could easily happen for Tyreek Hill because he kind of reminds me of um, Reggie Bush when he played football at USC. Anytime the ball's in his hands, there's a chance he's going to score. Yeah, yeah. So this guy made Alex Smith then, a top fantasy quarterback. Yeah, and people, Alex Smith has people forget about that. And Alex Smith, and not to take anything away from him, I love him. I'm a 49er fan. The guy was not that great, and he was prompted to a great season because of what Tyreek Hill was able to accomplish that year. Well, that's because Alex that Smith was, was his, That was check- his breakout. Well, he was captain yeah, check exactly. down. He had an average air, air yards of seven yards. He would just throw seven-yard slants. But Tyreek <laughs> Hill was so goddamn fast and talented that he could take that seven-yard slant and take it to the house. Exactly. But And, and you know what's um, it's crazy? Man. A guy like Sammy Watkins, it gets forgotten about in this offense. Yes. How does that, I, like, Sammy Watkins, and I get it, he's not what everybody thought he was going to be coming out of the, coming out in the NFL draft. He got picked, what, fourth overall or something some, like that? Something like that. Something real high, and Buffalo is sitting there going, you son of a bitch. 
but you look at him now, and he's kind of just like he's what a wide receiver three this year. He got beat out by Hardman. Mm-hmm. He got beat out by Hill. He obviously he's not going to pull the targets that a guy like Kels is going to get. Yeah. Kelsey, excuse me. I just I, I kind of feel bad for him because I I always think he's going to be great, but then he'll come up with some huge catch, like he did in the Super Bowl. Oh, he had a great game in the Super Bowl. Man, didn't he? I know. As a Niners fan, it just, fan, fu- it just, it's just funny because remember, but... I just I wouldn't be surprised if Sammy Watkins had the the game that he had last year, where he in the first game of the season last year he had like <laughs> two two touchdowns, and then he became the wide receiver sixty the rest of the year. Yep. But, but because of his week one production, it kept him in the top like forty for the rest of the season. Yeah, exactly. People kept looking at him in the free agency going, oh, yeah. Oh, I'll take him. I like that. You better not because he's but not going to – he just won't be the guy. I, You know, unfortunately, uh, in terms of Kansas City wide receivers, I have Watkins in the 50s and I have Hardman in the 40s. So it would be hard to really – you know, hopefully you have other pass-catching uh, receivers. But, you know, something to keep an eye on. Uh, I mean, in a game like this, I feel in best ball – Sammy Watkins, Michael Hardman could be good, or you know, a super super deep league. Like I'm talking 16 team, three wide receiver leagues with a wide receiver tight end flex or something like that. But right. you know, just something to keep an eye on, especially because you know all the targets from Patrick Mahomes they go to Hill and Kelsey. The offense runs through those two guys, and then with Clyde exactly. Edwards-Helaire coming out of the backfield. I just feel like there's not enough to go around, even though there really should be. But, you know, when you have a guy, a transcendent player like Kelsey and Hill, you know, that's where the ball goes. But Exactly. Okay, looking exactly. at the wide receivers I, I for the Houston side, I got Will Fuller in my top 20. I actually haven't ranked at 16 because he's allegedly healthy right now. And I feel that, again, he's kind of like a Tyreek Hill, but on a he's like a poor man's Tyreek Hill where – he has enough speed and talent to get behind coverage, and you know, and all it takes is one. You know, again, a, a player like Tyreek Hill, where he can take a, a sixty-yard, you know, sixty-yard touchdown catch. I can see it happening. It's just that's what his whole career has been, and I wouldn't be surprised if he has it again. Especially because Kansas City, I don't feel that their defensive backfield is their their bread and butter is their linebackers and defensive line. So you, yeah. you know, you have to try to, but if 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 Deshaun Watson can get the ball out quick enough, which he can, and find Will Fuller down the field. I think he'll actually have a good game, and that's why I have him in my top 20. Yeah. I, I've got him at about uh, – he made my 26. He didn't quite make my 25. There's just a lot of other great, great matchups. But him and Will Fuller are both in that next section of, of talented receivers that I think will have a decent week that I couldn't I couldn't leave off my list of 25 so I put them on there as my uh, I don't know 26 and it looks like 28 these are guys that yeah. these are guys that exactly like you said they got so much speed they can get past coverage they can beat man to man and you got a quarterback that can find them you got a quarterback mm-hmm. that in Watson that can find him. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna be able to get the ball in their hands. And I think on a, and if you look at them in a game to game basis, take the injuries out of it, take all that stuff out of it. Those two receivers are pretty darn special. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And I think, and I think that their lack of tight end play because they really don't have a good one. 
No. Means that means that that production at receiver is going to be even greater. You yes. know, and and I'm I think that I think that in this game, which is primed to be, say, so let's call it the uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Rams from what two years ago, which was just insane. Oh, where they both scored like sixty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, where they both so, they both they were in the, they were over a hundred points combined or something shit like that. Yeah, that was insane. You know, this has this has the potential to be that. Now, I'm not saying Bill O'Brien is going to be that guy, because I think Bill O'Brien will hurt the pass offense a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think if you get down to the Chiefs, which is highly likely, you're going to end up having to throw the ball. And if you end up having to throw it, these two guys are going to have games. Oh you yeah, know what I mean they're going to be able they're going to be able to at at worst be flex guys. At best, wide receiver twos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I actually I have Brandon Cooks in the thirty-two to thirty-five range, somewhere in there. Um, I would have had him a little bit higher, but it's just that injury kind of had me concerned a little bit. But I yeah. still feel that you know, in deep leagues, he could be your wide receiver two, or you know, if in a desperation play, you could you know flex him out but or I mean at the very least he's a flex option but I, I feel that but so then moving on to the last position of importance the tight ends Travis Kelsey this week is my tight end number one and then I just ranked him for poops and giggles I have Darren Fells the Houston tight end at 33 so he's he's not even you know there are literally almost everybody I would play over Darren Fells but Travis Kelsey, you know, given the the given the the opportunity and how we're talking about how they're just going to be throwing like I, I think Patrick Mahomes throws the ball forty five times possibly, and Kelsey's going to get a lot of those targets. So I have him as my number right. one tight end this week. Right. You know, and I, I guess I kind of look at Kelsey and I see I have him at number two, and the only reason he didn't get to number one is because Kittle is playing Arizona, and has no wide receivers so available yeah, right now that, that that's are legitimate. True. So that's the only reason he made my number one. But but Kittle, or I'm sorry, Kels, made my number two easily above anybody. I mean, there's really no other play well, it, it's that like makes one, more sense. It's like your tight end one and two are Kittle, Kelsey, probably interchangeable all year, and then there's going to be a couple knots right. below them, and then it's everybody else. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's almost like for, for anybody that's listening, Kittle and Kelsey – all year just going to flip-flop the matchup of who's going to be the number one or the number two, barring any injuries. Definitely. Other than that, we're, you know, you'll hear more in-depth stuff from uh, you know, the next you know, the three through seven of finding out who's going to actually be the guys playing the right matchups. Correct. But, yeah, I, just, I feel that Kelsey's opportunity is huge. Again, every year he, his opportunity is huge. I mean, he just – he's a consistent player. He's he, – Knock on wood, he stays healthy, but he's had uh, over a thousand yards the last four seasons. He's had at least uh, he's had five touchdowns last year. He had ten the previous year, eight the previous year. I mean, he's he's only been in the league for what is it seven years now, but he has thirty-seven touchdowns. I mean, this guy he's 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 on a trajectory to be a Hall of Fame tight end, and you know he's. Obviously, the best tight end in football right now, arguably with him and, and Kittle, but it's just this right. guy's a monster, and he's going to absolutely feast. Um, 
you know, could he, I, I could easily see him with at least 75 yards and definitely a touch. Like you can, if I could guarantee a touchdown for a player, it's Kelsey. He's going to have a touchdown tomorrow night. Yes. I mean, it's just, yes, he's, he's going to, he, he, even more than Hill, even more than all these other guys, he, it's going to be Kels that if I had to really put my money where my mouth is, he's going to be the one that makes touchdown catch. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. So, you know, and then I kind of rank their defenses, but I, I feel that there's a lot of better plays. Um, because of the, the shootout potential, I have Houston all the way down to 17, and I have Kansas City down at 12 12 is not a bad play but i feel that i'd I'd rather stream a defense if i had the kansas city defense this week i'm I'm sure you can find a better matchup houston i definitely wouldn't recommend this week i actually might not even recommend houston most of the year depending on their matchups i just feel that there's better options out there um houston hasn't done much on their defensive side to improve that at all so i just feel that look elsewhere for defenses especially in this matchup i i wouldn't recommend playing the kansas city or the houston defenses yeah i mean that's i touched on that earlier i think both of these defenses like i said are fringe shitty they're they're really flirting with being terrible how can you be how in in fantasy i you know maybe it's my rule of thumb growing up playing this if you how can you be a good defense when your offense is going to score on a dime they're going to get worn out regardless they're going to let up points regardless. Now, you're hoping a guy like Tyron Matthew will score some touchdowns. That might be their only saving grace, is is their ability to score when they get the ball. You got a guy like the Honey Badger. You paid him. Good. You're going to need yeah. him. He's he's the only reason they have any, any real value. You know, I have him ranked low. I, I have him ranked, you know, in my, in my top 25, but... I, I didn't want to put him in there, really. I, yeah. I don't know. I, and Houston, I have them as my last-rated defense this week. Um, come on. You're playing yeah, let, Kansas City. Yeah, you, Buckle up. Al- you almost, better, you almost better bring any, it. Yeah. I mean, almost any defense that you have, I would not recommend playing against the Kansas City offense because definitely Kansas City is – probably going to be the best offense in football this in terms of fantasy this entire season i just yeah yeah i would imagine they they will score the most points they'll have the most offensive yards by a lot by a lot so i I think this is actually going to be a good place to wrap up the show this week uh thank you all for listening uh we're gonna have some social media stuff set up here soon with twitter and instagram and you can reach out to us um I did set up an email address for us, so if you want to send us questions, uh, line up things, um, I, you know, I, I have it on my phone, so I can monitor it somewhat regularly. You can get us at uh, filthyfantasyfootballshow at gmail.com. Again, once I have an Instagram and a Twitter and everything set up, you can hit us up on that as well. But, uh, yeah, hey, guys, thanks for listening, and we will check in on you later. I love you, Big Big Rome. Rome. Hey, I love you too, buddy. All right, guys. Big Rome. Out.